Hi, and welcome to the Temple Podcast. I'm Edward Pike. I'm the founder of the Temple. And this podcast is a space for exploring everything that makes us human through the stories and the journeys of some of the change makers of our time. So every week I interview one person who is working in their own unique and authentic way to improve the lives of their community, their clients, and to help create a better world. Over the conversation, we explore their work, their struggles and their learnings, and the different practices that help them continue to be of profound service. So in this episode, I speak to my friend Ildiko, Ildiko Beres, a holistic coach, healer, and aromatherapist based here in Crete who guides and really inspires people to to align their lives and their work with the the wisdom and the beauty of nature. So as you'll see, her practice is rooted in very much in her own personal healing experience and, and life transformation, but also years of studies and research and of leadership in working with others. In this episode, she shares her journey of self-discovery, from leaving a busy, successful and exciting city life in Hungary for the quiet, healing magic and the aromatic abundance of Crete. So in this episode, you'll learn, for example, how you can align your life and your work with nature, how you can use the art of distillation for getting to the essence of what you do, and also the challenges of dancing with the pressures of modern life while we're trying to align what we do with the rhythms, cycles, and wisdom of nature. This is a beautiful, beautiful conversation, and I invite you to sit back, to relax, and to enjoy it. Enjoy the podcast. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful. Okay. Hello, Eltiko. Hello, Edward. <laughs> Good to see you. It's been a long time, huh? Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for coming. I know. We live so close, but, I mean, the lockdown happened, but it's just one of those things that life life and creation just seems to happen for both of us. Mm. And yeah. we come together and have these amazing conversations every time. So let's start off with um, what we just talked about off, uh, off the microphone, which was inviting you to kind of describe a bit what you do <laughs> and I'm going to challenge you to like say it in as few words as possible if if that's possible okay um yeah thank you for posing this beautiful question um so I'll answer it in short words um I'm a life changer myself um in service to people and to myself and to the greatest good mm. in various ways. Um, um, many people know me as an aromatherapist. And actually, I like to call myself as an aromatic adventurer. Mm. Um, I'm also a sort of kind of a herbalist or on the way of 
wherever, however we define it. Yeah. Um, I'm also a therapist of different modalities. Um, I am a distiller. I am a, a botanical perfumer. Yeah. I am a business consultant. Yeah. Um, I am an artist of all sorts. <laughs> Ooh, what do I? What am I missing? Um, Right. A photographer. Yeah, I was going to say, and you're right. And I'm a writer. Yes, a writer. thank you. So, uh, it's a bit challenging to for me to to list it because, yeah. And so, what's really interesting here is the word the word distillation you use, and I'm I'm curious if we can apply that to, to everything. If we apply the principles of, a, of like one of the principles, I guess, which is distillation, then we can talk more about that. How would you apply that if you distilled? Distilled all of those things into one pot. What would it co what would come out? Yeah, um, I guess I'm working with plants and people. Yeah, and in this uh, correlation, I'm using plants in all of their forms, and who are our helpers, mm. and so this connects us to ourselves. Mm. And so, so I'm, I'm bringing in all sorts of uh, energies or physicalities from the plant world yeah. and, and using them to, to help people to transform their lives. Wow. Ooh, that feels amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That feels really good. Yeah. And, yeah, if, if, if I would, yeah, and that's... The word distilling, as you pointed out, it's a very nice way also, not just like well, what it means, like when someone hears it, it's probably depends on, you know, what's your background, mm. but um, it's, it's not about distilling alcohol. Mm. <laughs> it's about distilling plants into aromatic medicine. Yeah. Um, and as a result, we get essential oils or mm. hydrosols, actually both at the same time, but that's more in the details um, and why as similarly as as we are distilling plants we are getting their very very essence mm. um, the same way we are distilling ourselves and reaching deeper levels of our um, soul our two selves and so it can be a very, very beautiful um, self-discovery journey um, using plants um, on the physical level um, as not only essential oils or hydrosols, but any kind of forms as herbs mm. and just even just walking in nature and looking at them, feeling them. Yeah. Uh, smelling them, you know, connecting them with all so many ways. It's, it's just amazing. And more than ever, this is what we are trying to do. I think many people, after being <clears throat> sort of in prison in a way, yeah. um, perhaps that's, that's what's happening now. It's um, uh, awakening, certainly, but also in a way that... We are missing nature so much. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's true. Remembering that or mm. realizing it. Mm. Have you always had this connection with plants? Or has it been something that's kind of built over time? 
Yeah, there, there's been a gap, I would say. Yeah. I got born into the garden of my grandparents, uh, which was very, very uh, beautiful. And my grandfather had a huge vegetable garden yeah. with fruit trees and everything. Yeah. And I've lived there with my parents up until I was seven years old. And yeah. this is when we moved out from, from that beautiful little paradise. And still there, I remember when we, we moved to this huge housing estate that was newly built. And partially it was, you know, like a wild area around. And as a kid, I was playing around. Mm. Um, but as I was growing bigger, I think I, I really did lose this contact. That connection, yeah. Yeah. And it was through, through health issues that I started yeah. to really, really reconnect. Yeah. So what happened there? Do you want to tell us a bit more? Um, how, th that process, you mean? Yeah, reconnecting through the, the health issues. Well, um, the health issue was endometriosis, which is yeah. uh, about the female reproduction organs. Yeah. Um, I don't think I, I'm going to, into details. Like, if, yeah. if somebody knows what it is, it's, that's, uh, that's enough. And yeah. if not, that... It's not our topic right now. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So anyway, um, as many um, conditions when you are not fully healthy, yeah. um, and I like to say that because um, illness is quite a stigma also. Mm. Mm. Um, so it really is a condition when the body is is giving you signals yeah. to hey, hey. <laughs> something is not right <laughs> maybe you're not not walking your path yeah. <laughs> and what happened that I've been very successful in business and working very very uh, hard I would say but hard in a way that I just loved what I've been doing. <laughs> I've been creating lots of things and I'd love, I'd, I also worked in the past a lot with people as I do right now. Yeah. But, uh, and in a very creative environment in the broadcast industry with um, um, yeah, designers and computer game developers. Yeah, and, yeah, creative. Yeah, however, that's in this industry, you know, like, um, Everybody is sitting with the computer, and as actually is happening today, yeah. big time now, but yeah. uh, that was a long time ago. And um, <clears throat> so the change was through understanding that um, healing comes from many sources. <laughs> and obviously, uh, very often it comes through diet and comes through uh, exercise mm. and comes through self-development, mm, basically. Yeah, that's true. Um, and you, you got to learn a lot about nutrition, about how your body gets uh, blocked and, you know, like cleansing mm. and uh, um, healthy food and what's good for you, what's not good for you and how extremely specific that could be. <laughs> So there's not no such a universal diet that would help anyone. Mm. And also um, 
obviously herbs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to your topic. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been um, uh, a long discovery. I've been I've been doing uh, the first few years. It was really a search because yeah. initially I went with Western medicine, but it didn't seem to be very successful. And this is uh, when I I realized that I'll, I just need to do my homework. My homework, yeah. And uh, I started to search, I, I did lots of lots of things, and this is also where my spiritual path started. Yeah. Um, I did uh, things that seemed crazy to others at the time, like uh, going to Brazil to an energetic healer <laughs> um, twice, two consecutive years. And well, eventually herbs in all their, their forms, like from teas, from baths, mm. from uh, um, food supplements, to all the way to aromatherapy in its complexity, was uh, with with all the other elements yeah. uh, that actually led me to to regain my health, yeah. and also to change my life, and that meant that uh, I left Hungary, where I am from, and moved to Crete seven yeah. years ago. Seven years ago. And why did you move to Crete? Why? Um, hmm. I um, also it was part of the prescription. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the <laughs> the naturopath yeah. that I've been working with um, in the very last stage, because I've been working with lots of healers and and therapists. And that was kind of also not just for self-healing, but for me to get to a very uh, wide understanding of various modalities. Mm. And also that one works for, for someone, while another modality might be better for others or other conditions. Yeah. Or it's just, again, a huge uh, C. <laughs> yeah, tool set, tool kit, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, massive tool. But it's what's important is to it's it's. I think it's very useful to be aware of what possibilities are mm. there out there, like mm. wonderful yeah. opportunities we have. It's just we we don't reach out necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so yeah, why did I came to create it? Because this uh, Greek Hungarian therapist that I've been working with. Uh, one day she suggested to go to Crete for a long holiday. Uh, because that's a healing island for its Mediterranean diet and for all the herbs there and uh, the lifestyle, the slow um, uh, pace, yes, yeah. and and friendliness of people, yeah. a beautiful landscape, obviously the sea, which in itself is healing. <laughs> so, um, and I, I just said no first because because um, I was just too busy at work. It was September, you know, everything is catching up after the summer. But uh, anyway, finally I did, I did two weeks. That that was 2009, and um, and then every, every it was love at first sight, mm. <laughs> and I started to keep coming back every year and. Um, and because I've been changing so much, I started to see that um, simply the way we live in the cities is, at least to me, it was not the way to, to continue live my life. Mm. 
So I, I needed to be much closer to nature and well, maybe many of the the features that we have here in Crete are also available in Hungary, maybe a little less sunshine, but uh, uh, obviously my parents question me why, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I guess it's, it was just my path. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and I parallel to to my own healing, I've I've studied lots of modalities as I as I mentioned, yeah. and uh, including aromatherapy. And um, and so it slowly, slowly it was. Uh, it has become clear that that I I came here to to be in service. Mm, yeah, to yourself and to others. Huh? Yeah, to to, for, to myself is basically to maintain what yeah. I reached, recovering yeah. Yeah. completely, which was very unique to to my case because yeah. uh, and this is not something that would in the large scale you know it would wouldn't be treated in the natural way yeah and is it something that people recover from no not necessarily yeah it's something that uh, are usually treated with hormones yeah yeah uh, or um, sort of surgeries and um, even very typically people would have many surgeries they would believe that they would be okay after a surgery but very often the uh, this condition regrows mm. <laughs> so and the symptom is kind of cleared for a moment but because it's not treated yeah, on a yeah. on a root level it comes yes. back yeah yes wow. and the symptom is such that I can say, and this is all over the world, all the campaigns, because there's a lot of awareness campaign is now, yeah, yeah. since it, it concerns more than 10%, statistically, more than 10% of women. Mm. And uh, the quality of life is hugely compromised, yeah. I would say. I, I cannot compare how my quality of life used to be and how I live now yeah and um, yeah yeah <laughs> and that's, that's a really powerful you know story and experience to you know to go go through all of that and to to go through your own personal healing and then to be able to teach and support others as a result of that what, what was the kind of the I guess the, the tipping point is the wrong word, but the moment when you kind of felt, oh, I can now be of service, or I want to share this with others. Was there a moment? Was there a period? Uh, that was probably a long, relatively, um, perhaps um, a, um, an ongoing process, yeah. let's say. <laughs> yeah. Um, it... And it's because of how I define authenticity. Mm. To me, uh, to go, having go, gone through this, this healing process, mm. it, it, it didn't happen overnight. Mm. It was through many years. Um, when I started, like, it, there was very little knowledge about what I was doing. And very few people have done what I managed to do to recover. So. Yeah. 
So, um, and many parts I was not fully un, in understanding of, of how it actually happened. So I, I did need to catch up in, you know, in many areas. And, uh, and perhaps also because there is this line, you know, the bottom line that we all uh, learn through our own trainings as a therapist, that the bottom line is that always, every, every single one of us uh, struggles with it. It's like, am I good enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and if someone like me, who's really taking sing- things very seriously, that like, like, there's a huge appetite for deep knowledge mm. and the cross-pollination uh, of various areas. Uh, and in that case, there's like, uh, yes, aromatherapy. But it wasn't enough that I'm an aromatherapist. I wanted to deeply understand how the materials are being created. Like, so that led me to distillations. But first... Um, I've been just watching people doing this and I, I wasn't, I, there wasn't a goal that I yeah. be, would become a distiller. It's yeah. just, just one day I realized that, oh, um, I'm, I'm so interested in this one that I, I, I started to look at distillers and yeah. I, I've become one. Just <laughs> <laughs> followed my curiosity and then suddenly... I'm a yeah. So, so, but, but that that was a cup that was probably three years. Between you mean starting to explore and then yeah and, yeah. yeah yeah and um, and that that was um, with a lot of other things like you know I discovered sound healing myself mm. like I, um, I that's that's before I came to Greta it was like big time discovering a lot of modalities. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, this this question about being authentic is is to me it's like the old old knowledge that uh, when centuries ago uh, this is how I imagine at least people that they were more connected to nature mm-hmm. and uh, less artificial solutions uh, because and most probably we are not even able to imagine how their life really went because. We have so many technology now that that just even if we just look at generations one after the other, yeah. the the gap is so huge that what is obvious for for a kid today was not obvious, you know, even ten years ago. Yeah, different world. Yeah. So so yes, uh, okay, yeah. I just I, I the other day a picture came to me and that's uh, probably you would like it. Um, I love movies, and and many times in my life, movies were kind of guidance. Yeah. And what came to me that, yeah, three, like a triangle, Mm -hmm. let's say. If we consider the matrix, and, you know, the moment when you have to choose between... Yeah, the blue pill and the the red pill. Yeah. And then then this could lead us to two ways... Um, just a, you know, like a free, free, artistic way. Mm. One way would be George Orwell's uh, mm. 1984, right? Mm-hmm. And this is actually how it felt in the past few months sometimes. Yeah. Um, however, there is another option, which I would say the avatar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful. Where we are all connected yeah. to nature, and through nature, we are like super connected to each other. Mm. 
So at this moment, I, I, I really don't know which pill are we taking. <laughs> As a collective, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which pill are you taking? Well, I... I don't know. Um, it must be a blend. It must be a blend, yeah. <laughs> As in aromatherapy, we are always blending things <laughs> and probably the synergies uh, may, may bring some things. And But, uh, well, it's, it's a bit... <laughs> so what's your experience? Because it's interesting you bring up the avatar. I, I, I completely see at least... I can imagine you in nature being very much having that essence of, you know, being, yeah, very connected to the plant world, let's say. So, what, because I completely resonate with everything you say and and think personally, and a lot of people are trying to bridge these two worlds of like the modern technology and the kind of traditional work way of being and connected to nature, outside, perhaps you know more spiritual but not spiritual in the religious sense but spiritual in the knowing of our connection of our connectedness how how do you find that well there's two there's many questions here i guess how do you find that in your life and how do you find that when you're outdoors in nature yeah when i'm outdoors in nature there's no question about that because Mm. then you know it's um it's wonderful. It's uh, it feels like being a child. Yeah. You're just completely free, and uh, yeah. it's a meditation itself. Uh, um, just, just first of all, you have a visual experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you see depths, and then you see you go into details, and then you know this is already a journey <laughs> um, of scale. And that translates into everyday life, that in everyday life we also have a, a, a kind of scale. And well, um, oh yeah, now because you are inspiring me, so I'm just going to so many ways, like uh, without really taking a very different road, but maybe it's appropriate to say that I, I studied economics. Yeah. <laughs> And already studying economics, I questioned many of the phases that uh, that has been there, mm. and and this is what we are experiencing now. That uh, you know the economy of scale, uh, as as in terms of economy, like mm. we we like humanity, uh, you know, the last couple of uh, hundred uh, centuries, we've been just so happy to. Um, produce more, yeah. produce more yeah. efficiently and allocate materials to, you know, yeah. get the cheapest of everything. Yeah. And this is what led to a, sp- to a stage where we are now. And then this is, this is, I think, part of the awakening process that we yeah. realize that we don't want that anymore. Yeah. And now jumping back randomly to my work, for example, like as an artis- artisan distiller, this is also what I'm doing. That's uh, absolutely small scale. Um, you know, just go out and, uh, and harvest a bucket full of plants, and I may take many hours to to prepare mm. and distill, 
because this is how I feel that mm. the, what comes out of it, it's, it's something very, very unique. Whilst uh, uh, in an industry scale, it's the, the, the same process is very, very different. It's like, you know, it's, it has time constraints um, and... Like costs and everything. Yeah. And from that kind of perspective, it doesn't make sense as mm. the artisan yeah. thing artisan way of doing yeah. do you ever find that conflict in yeah, yourself yeah very much yeah. absolutely very much and um, i mean in my life i i i conflict myself every single day yeah. because uh, um it's <laughs> everything i do is like economically is not <laughs> doesn't make sense <laughs> I, know the, I know the feeling <laughs> and uh, and hence I'm doing it because I'm doing from my heart and, yeah. and this is what I feel authentic doing. Yeah. And as long, you know, as long as I, I manage to, to find a way of, uh, let's say, have a good sortiment of offerings in, mm. my, in my doings, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I will continue doing like that. Yeah. And I, I remember when I came to Crete and still, you know, uh, people, the first question would, they would do, maybe they would ask like what I do, but the second question would do then, oh, but how can you maintain yourself? Mm. <laughs> and I understand that question, but, but I also see that, that if you really follow uh, what's in the heart, that is doable. And that probably brings us to another uh, area of, uh, and this is where I again connect my past and my my present. Yeah, is that I'm I'm helping others, sort of like a consultation or a, a business advisor, but yeah. not as a business advisor would do in the Western world, but 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 in in a more holistic way. Mm, yeah. Because I have this A to Z kind of capabilities because of the business background, but but because of my experiences on this path of of how to become a solopreneur, as they call these days, mm. <laughs> and 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 perhaps because of the visual storytelling that I'm also doing, yeah, and I I do it. Uh, mostly to show um, highlight areas of, of this way of living. Yeah. So I would I would go and photograph whatever. Uh, like I would never leave the house with my without my camera. Mm, no, <laughs> and I photograph nature and I photograph people. Yeah. I photograph people in there. Uh, well, very similar as you do. Yeah. You know, like uh, to help people to see themselves mm. in in the in a good light and what they do and and through the lens to to put focus on values which are forgotten yeah and yeah very often farmers mm. um, and processes and traditions i've been doing i've been photographing traditional soap making mm. uh, sheep shearing mm. <laughs> Um, material making, mm. um, obviously a lot of distillations and and plant harvest and uh, plant walks. Um, yeah, like 
ways and activities how we can connect ourselves to nature. To nature, yeah. So in a way, you 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 are really bridging more and more that you know those two worlds. What are, what have the challenges been in doing that? Where do you find it the hardest to bridge the two worlds? Uh, maybe the rhythm, the dynamics. Yeah. As um, as some of these activities, for example, when I'm I'm putting my experience experiences into into a form that is it's it it is something that I can offer to others. That means writing and yeah. organizing all the photography, yeah. matching the stories. Uh, that's that's a very slow dynamic, and it's a very um, invert. Um, state of mind or being and and that supposedly ideally I would say <laughs> um, let's say I, I have a couple of days when I'm I'm just doing that because there's there's always I realize for me it's like although I'm doing sort of writing on an everyday basis on Facebook and Instagram however for my longer articles that uh, are published in aromatherapy magazines and other um, sites, uh, they are like uh, longer pieces of work. Mm. Um, and to, to do such a thing is, is quite, you need, you, there's like a preparation time when you're just being with the feelings that you went through and also incorporating feelings that are in in the air at at the moment of writing mm. so sort of merging the past and present and sort of future because obviously these writings are also about visions like giving ideas giving inspiration um showing ways <laughs> that has been um re recognized or discovered yeah um, so yeah, but but obviously there's always like ev like life goes on and you know people pop in or you get a call. Not to mention all about these messages that flow in all day long. And yeah, that's that's a good point. That you know in the old times we had a maybe ha we had a landline or an office line, and that was the main communication. Or even if like like the email stage, like we, we've been emailing with clients and suppliers, but, and that was already, you know, very intensive. But now we also have communications through Messenger, WhatsApp, you know, all these, <laughs> all these things. And yeah. sometimes you don't even know where you are, which mm. channel. Mm. And, and also there's no separate profile so much. I think, at least for me, there's like no business profile and personal profile in terms of the messaging channels mm. because that's the way it is and and I find it really challenging to separate how to answer or not answer you know and, and uh, now going further in technology that technology is giving this is putting this pressure to us because like Facebook is like a super tool because this is where we are all connected, mm. like in Avatar under the trees. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <through> Facebook. <laughs> <right now. Wow. laughs> so, 
However, I mean, there are statistics and uh, if you are not fast enough, then uh, the system is telling you you are not fast enough. And it's very, very, it can be very, very frustrating. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So even if you consciously try to slow down and say that, okay, I will get back to, to you when, when there's a, the right moment, the right feel, the inspiration or, you know, whatever or I, I'm free from my other activities, and I very often do that. And I, and I see that, I, I, I talk to a couple of people who are in the same shoes, <laughs> mm. that um, be responsive, however, not like under pressure. Yeah, that's so true. There is this, um, yeah, there is this pressure, you're right. And it's, it's an inner pressure. Mm. And it's kind of, it can be very much mirrored and um, influenced by all these notifications or this sense that, oh, I get this thing on WhatsApp. If I don't answer within a day, then they're going to think I'm dead <laughs> or like you're, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And also, yeah. As, as someone on, on Instagram pointed out to me that, uh, that uh, it is, again, a personal reality what are acceptable for one and not and not to the other yeah. in terms of response time yeah yeah and although more and more people are looking at it in this way that uh, there will be the right time to answer, to answer. but um mm, that's really but profound yeah it's nice to take in that it's, there's not a common reality there's you can create your own and your own feeling with it your own rhythm yeah you're in cycles and and whether it's about culture whether yeah. it's about the present state of of a development phase of person yeah. is at the moment or whether it's about um, um what do you say uh you know when we are creating stories mm. you know that um it's a, a kind of an expectation with a with a picture with a storyline that's you know like I remember when in the first and still I keep seeing people when we don't given the technical possibilities like if if you see that someone has read your message because the system shows you and then not there's there's no answer coming immediately then then it is very common that people would like why 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 <laughs> yes. and it's just because yeah exactly Everything is just too fast. Yeah. And yeah. Um, assumption. Yeah, this is the word that I was looking for. Assumption, mm. that there's so many assumptions. Mm. And why do you think that is that we have that? Oh, I say we as a kind of mm. in modern Western society. Why do you think that is that's there in us? The assumptions. Oh. Yeah, the assumption and this this kind of this pressure it, it could be also well as a as in a collective it's contagious yeah. <laughs> so uh -huh. so even if um, some people manage to heal from that <laughs> um, as we tune in to the collective and we do because we we are all connected and mm. whether it's you know we are avatar yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is just affects and and this yeah if you if you keep standing still and be be strong enough to just do your slow space mm. 
um, rule number one gets in and you know from the other party that that can be an assumption that you are rude that can mm. be an assumption that you are neglectant that yeah, can be an assumption yeah, yeah. that you are incapable yeah. i mean there's lots of qualities that play in so in true. such a situation and again yeah. that's very individual that's very or true. or just simply you know human needs mm. <laughs> mm, that's true and they can trigger that deeply isn't it if there's so many things that play about about this you're right there is the collective kind of dream or understanding that exists and, and there is that as well the, you know underlying some interactions there's definitely all the projections and all the in therapy you call it transfer transference you know onto mm-hmm, the person so mm-hmm. suddenly you're needing something from the other person unconsciously and they're not responding then it can trigger all sorts of yeah. stuff so yeah. Uh, so yeah i've ne- never seen it that way but yeah that is so Right, and I feel the f- a bit of freedom in that actually, because they, I this has one of been one of my biggest challenges for mm. sure, like still being you know arriving in Crete and really having this longing for you know nature and stillness and quiet, and then finding myself in Hanya, you know, in the city, which is not a big city, <laughs> but you know, and me and my partner are still kind of working for you know some businesses that are you know international, and so there's. Kind of in these two worlds and then going out to nature and you know having a few days of just becoming one with everything and then coming back to this other way of life and trying to bridge these two and and this about the inner pressure of either delivering or responding is something that's really mm, intertwined one really kind of yeah really really a struggle actually i would say a challenge or something that something that we're dancing with or i'm dancing with so to see it like you're like what you're sharing is really powerful. I feel there's a freedom in being able to kind of stand in your own rhythm, isn't it? Mm, I like that, mm. and I love that we said that you're in because nature is cycles, it's rhythms, yeah. it's like time, it's non-linear time, mm. is it? It's, oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Yes, yes. Uh, cycli- cycl- the cyclic nature mm. is is a very yeah. It's a good, very good uh, that you mentioned that because that's really where nature starts to to teach us about this and and it can be as big as a year uh, or you know in business planning it can be five years Uh, it can be as as short as a as a woman's cycle but it can be just a couple of uh, days and or hours even because uh, you know now the, the weather is so hectic yeah and people I mean that's that's just a very simple um, um, point to understand mm. how we are influenced by nature just mm. through the weather, mm. but we don't understand that because we are sitting in in offices, air conditioned, yeah. you know, like huge office buildings that are absolutely uh, even they are decorated with plants, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's. Not exactly the same thing. Mm. And one thing that came to me as as we were just uh, talking about this um, pressure thing, mm. just to suggest uh, maybe something uh, what I I came up with, and I'm teaching this also yeah. that to as like the opposition uh, for the uh, assumptions yeah. that poisoning uh, our minds yeah. very often. Uh, perhaps 
one way to kind of heal that and to, to you know, to go into all those storylines or that we, we tend to create as people mm. if, if something is not happening, like why, the, mm. to, to find out. So, so my suggestion would be empathy mm. and uh, discover other perspectives. <laughs> yeah. And now I just... For another second, to refer back to the movie The Matrix, yeah. <laughs> you know, when there's this scene where the two main characters are, um, um, what do they do? Like kind of fighting? Yeah. And the camera, it's, it, at the time, it was a, a technical achievement. Oh, yes, the bullet time. The bullet yeah. time, yeah. yeah. So as, as, as the scene, the, the camera moves around, like yeah. uh, 360, I think. Yeah. Or anyway, it's enough to get 180. Yeah. Because because then you become in the position of the other one. Yeah. And and then, uh, for example, as we sit here next, well, opposite to each other, like what I see behind you is a very different picture that you see behind me. You know, and we are in the same room. Mm. Mm. And it's just. It's just a, such a profound, simple example mm. to to think about perspectives. <laughs> and so to apply it here to the, the pressure, you're saying, uh, pausing and seeing it from a different angle, different mm. perspective. Mm. Yeah. So what, what could a different perspective be, like of, of the other person that's involved, or seeing myself from a different perspective? Oh, yeah, both. Yeah, both absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. also... Perspective could be applied to hierarchy. Yeah. In terms of um, we all have our unique gifts, right? Yeah. And we've been growing up, uh, I definitely been growing up uh, valuing education, which is still important. However, in that sense, that hierarchical education that, you know, you go through all the school system and ending up at university and, mm. and this is when you are God, <laughs> <laughs> having all these qualifications, which is important. However, um, somehow there was a consideration that uh, any, any other people who may not have the same path yeah. <laughs> and especially the ones who work with their hands, mm were very much, uh, you know, under-evaluated and not considered yeah. as equal. Yeah. And, and to, to me, that was also a major change coming to Crete to, yeah. to see so many amazing people traveling through Crete and or being, you know, the locals working on the fields, <laughs> creating our food. Mm. It's just... Mm. There's two things that come to mind there as you say that. One is... I can't remember why I saw it, I probably just flip, either flipped through my newsfeed or somewhere, but there was a, a snapshot of a, a printed publication in, from, from England very recently, like the last week or so, there was, they'd run a questionnaire on which jobs are essential, which jobs are non-essential, and artist came up as the first non-essential job. Like, mm. 71% of the people had answered that artist was wow. completely non-essential. Wow. and. Wow. Uh, you know, and the other four were just ones that were, you know, weren't, uh, in my eyes, essential. But artist was the one that came up top by far. And if somebody even came to me this morning, I was kind of feeling my way into a project and kind of, you know, 
thinking, where do I fit in this? Like, I've been feeling like I didn't really fit in with this. And what was really clear was because I wasn't valuing what I was bringing to it, like my vision or my intuition or my, my yeah, my, my way of holding it and seeing it because it wasn't doing a traditional role. Like I wasn't the one doing the sales or the one doing the marketing <laughs> yeah. or the one doing this. And it was a kind of a, this more ephemeral work service, I guess. I kind of wasn't seeing it. And it, I was really receiving the wisdom this morning in my writing, you know, to value that, to mm. really value that. That is so essential. And mm. in our old way of being as a, well, personally and collectively, we don't value that. And I guess it kind of comes down to the feminine and the masculine. We value more the, the masculine way of doing that solid, that's got structure, that's like, you know, we know we, we know what it is. As you say, it comes from education. It's got a fig on it. It's got a certificate. It's got like... And then the, the other side that is more like, you know, about the vision, about the intuition, about, about receiving and about kind of being more in flow with maybe these cycles oh, and yes. nature, mm. different way of being is yeah. completely undervalued. And I saw that really in myself, how that plays up in, in, my, in my life. And so it was a real gift to see it. And I, I really tied into what you're sharing. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, it's very interesting what you said that that's what that was a huge lesson to me indeed because when i when i changed my life coming to crete um before i've been running my own businesses and i've been also running um larger companies for others um not like corp you know not like huge corporations but maybe a team of artists and programmers of about 100, 100 mm -hmm. something like that, yeah, just yeah. over 100. Uh, You're managing which, that team, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was actually the, towards, that was already in my, in my life-changing uh, few years in mm -hmm. Hungary. And so when I was ready to, to, move, to make the big move, um, precedent to this I've been quite uh, through a difficult time because mm. because there was a there I was uh, selling my companies just stopping my activities and there was a few um, months I remember there was two two main um, di fields so to say yeah. uh, one was about like wow I can breathe. <laughs> I can talk to people as much as I, 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 I want, you know, because it's not like in, in my business, you know, when my mom called, like, oh, I call you back or, you know, anybody called, I call you back. And I did call back. However, mm. <laughs> you know, I, I, did, I couldn't dedicate as much time as I wanted to for conversations that we are mm. in now mm. because I love these conversations, the depth of it. Yeah. And um, so, so that was the positive side. However, the negative side was that I was sitting there thinking like, oh, but what, what's next? Like, I know nothing. All I know is like selling, you know, buying and selling stuff. <laughs> like, it's nothing. And I, at this point, point, I couldn't really see through because, you know, that's the nature of the process, you know, that comes a point like that 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 
Yes, but it's just like the same thing what you asked me at the beginning, like introduce yourself in words. So these are the words. But behind that, like there, there was like a huge creativity yeah. and that involved myself in, in so many different ways in, in marketing, in create, creating beautiful stuff. And, and actually, I, I tend to believe that what I used to do in my business life uh, before... It's kind of the same thing what I'm doing now. It's just uh, the context is a little bit different because I've been, <laughs> I've been distributing products. Now I'm distributing sort of inspiration, courage and happiness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Distilling those into and, products. Um, mm. Yeah, many, many things. So, so the point was really that, that when I, I went through this process and I... Exactly what you said about being an artist. Like, mm. I, I remember I was, like, so judgmental about uh, places where they were, yeah. For example, I went into a bank and I've been seeing those artworks on the wall and I was like, these banks, you know, they, like, you know, you know, bank fees and things are very expensive and I was thinking, like, oh, these guys are just spending my money on this kind of stuff. Like, it's, mm. this is not what I want. Yeah. <laughs> And then it took me a couple of years that I did understand that I'm an artist myself and, and it's such a neglected um, profession. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a profession, it's, it's a, a, a being, it's mm. a nature of, of, of all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it isn't, it's nature, as you said, it's our nature and it is nature, isn't it? It's an expression. So it's it's nice to like work work with archetypes, for example, and understand that uh, these are groups of qualities mm. that we may all have inside us, just in different ratios. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that there is an artist archetype in in every one mm. of us. That's beautiful. And some some take it to a professional level. Uh, others that completely eliminate it from yeah. life. And it would be good to have a little bit, yeah. at least. And I'm getting a sense from what you're, you're saying is really also valuing mm. these different archetypes. Yeah. We've learned to like value the business archetype, for example, mm. or value the, the doer, let's say. But there's also so much value in the artist archetype. Mm. So much value. And the magic happens when you kind of bring them together. It's not one or the other. Yeah. And that's nature. Mm -hmm. Great. So, we're close to closing. I'm just curious if there's anything else. Anything else that you feel like you want to share and bring to bring to the conversation anything else hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah it's nothing specific but what because we were talking about art and and we started by uh, talking a little bit about me as a aromatherapist as a major <laughs> feature mm. <laughs> um, 
typically that's an area which symbolizes uh, these qualities so beautifully because, because aromatherapy is also defined as an art and a science. An art and a science, mm. yeah. And why? Because, because, oh, oh, yeah, or if I put it on a timeline, I would say the art part is, is the ancient part. <laughs> Because, because uh, aromatherapy and related areas like making herbal medicine, um, you know, anything about plants and yeah. aromas, um, and there's so many ways of application so that you wouldn't even go into conversation for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, that's an art that, that uh, tribal people, uh, they knew... <laughs> Mm. And my theory for that is that how they knew, obviously by experience, because they were not, you know, um, playing with their mobile phones, yeah. <laughs> but they had other, they had all this time that we are using now with technology, they mm. had just being in nature. Yeah. So, and when you are there, you have like an immersed, endless amount of recognition nonstop because this is such a first-hand experience mm. that, uh, that this is what people are missing who are not in nature. Mm. And, I, and I know that many of us like, get the most inspirations to our work when we are in nature. In nature yeah. And so I, I also believe that because, because uh, ancient people were not so busy, you know, with artificially, so they had the capacity to, to, to receive this knowledge that we now consider as magic or even voodoo <laughs> mm. because like some people they just know what plants are for a yeah. good example would be flower essences yeah. which are taking uh, more, more space in our lives and again that's a very specific area but yeah. um, I'm also very fascinated about that so, so, so receiving information directly from plants I think Ancient people did that, and this is this plus experience and you know and trial and error. <laughs> developed a lot of applications of how we uh, can learn how we can use herbs yeah. for for various uh, things. And what's happening now, and this is the technology part, that science, what we define as science, which is again for me, it's a bit. Uh, disputable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, science is now catching up to prove all yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. all this ancient knowledge, yeah. and that that leads us to a bit of back to the movie uh, hmm. or, the, or the or the novel of uh, nineteen eighty-five, mm. eighty-four, where everything is so upside down. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's very true. And, and the more we go, the more we, we learn to insist on, uh, on, on the proof of a scientific research. And, and that's wonderful because we learn, we learn a lot more from that. But we also uh, dissemble nature and that's not good, I think. Mm. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and to add to that, I think it's an either or for many people. It's a very mm. either I trust whatever my intuition, the invisible, are uh, the, this, if, uh, you know, 
FM, not ephemeral, but something I can't really put my finger on, or I only trust what is proven by yeah. studies, and ni- neither are healthy ways mm. of being. There's definitely a, you know, an adding of the two together, as well as being under, you know, understanding that both have their higher qualities and their distorted qualities mm. as well. Like science is not a perfect field, and following our, you know. The ephemeral intuition is not always perfect either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, great. Okay, and well, do you have any closing words? And how do people connect with you? Um, how do they connect with me? It's um, I have um, a website, actually two, three websites. <laughs> um, <laughs> My, uh, let's say, um, how do you, how would you call it? like as a, as a business card website. Yeah, so yeah, that's like yeah. more my portfolio that yeah. gives a few ideas of the various areas that they can connect with me um, is uh, ildikoberets.com. Yeah. Um, my other website, which is sort of a blog, uh, of, um, it's called essentialreflections.com mm-hmm. and this is where I where I publish my long articles mostly mm. um, it's not it's not a blog in a, a classic way I would say it's yeah. just a collection of my articles yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. obviously because of the dynamics and what we criticize it's also something very valuable that uh, on Facebook for example I'll, I'm more in direct connection with people mm. as opposed to a blog so mm. so actually i'll i'll share much more on mm. these is interactive in this interactive context mm. so that's that would be ildiko yeah. beretz by my name yeah or uh, essential reflections as yeah. as the page where i share well the two are a bit overlapping and i'm in the process of of finding <laughs> ways of which audience uh, is going here and there and uh, I also have another website which is quite young and to be honest I don't really have the time but that's that was supposed to be concerning to my mission about helping others to to find find ways of of healing from endometriosis Mm -hmm. in the natural way and this website is called thebleedingrose.com. Great. Great. I'll make sure that all those links are somewhere around the podcast. It's easily accessible <laughs> for people, yeah. Oh, great, Yudhigo. Thank you so much for the conversation. It's been beautiful. Thank it, you. It's my pleasure. It's been really... I always in, enjoy so much our conversations, mm, Edward. Me too. We'll record some more as well, maybe. Thank you so much. Thank you.